Welcome to Expat Money Experts, the podcast that provides weekly analysis and tips to help international investors and savers navigate the complex world of effective financial planning whilst living overseas. So let's join your host, Andrew, and our panel of experts for the latest episode and help you to keep leveling up your money management. Today, we are discussing lost or unclaimed pensions in the UK. We're joined by Chris Ball. He's the managing partner at Hoxton Capital. Chris is an industry leader with a huge amount of experience. Uh, I would encourage anyone with an interest in UK pensions to visit Hoxton Capital's website uh, where you can find highly informative videos uh, where Chris explains the ins and outs of all different types of pensions um, and all the potential issues and options you have uh, with UK pensions once you're living abroad. Uh, Hoxton Capital is, of course, a sponsor of this podcast uh, and therefore our go-to for anything financial planning related. So when we say lost or missing pensions, what exactly does that mean and how do these pensions become lost in the first place? Well, I I think lost... um you know, kind of suggest, that, you know, that they've gone, they've gone missing. Um, but re- realistically, what happens is in the UK, and we'll probably see more of this over time, but as individuals have worked for different companies at different periods of time, sometimes for 18 months, sometimes for two years, we generally see it for shorter periods of time. They will have accumulated pension savings when they were working there. Um, and these pension savings due to them due to maybe the company being bought over or the company um, being administered uh, the company pension scheme being administered by a new scheme uh, or a a new trustee or a new uh, a new administrator have have changed over time so 20 25 years ago trying to keep track of all these pensions it's uh, it's it's very very difficult for individuals especially if you work for a lot of companies so you know very easily these things have got lost and you know even two years worth of saving at five thousand pound a year as quite a lot of people put in with their contributions ten thousand pound ago 20 years ago if it's been invested right could be worth forty fifty thousand pound quite easily now you know so it it adds up to quite a lot of money yeah absolutely um if someone is in that situation you know, and they're, they're listening to this um, and they think that they are one of these people, what, what generally would be the best place for them to start looking? Well, there's, there's two things that you can do. First thing is I always encourage everyone to go back and write a history of where they've worked. So start off from the very first job you ever had and then work your way down to present day. So name of employer and years. Then you've got two options. You can either go to an advisor and say, I've worked at these, um, you know, such as us um, or any other financial advisor should realistically be able to help uh, and say, I've got these, I've worked for these companies during these years. I think I've had a pension at this one, this one, this one, but I want to check them all. Um, And they'll basically get you to fill in what's called a letter of authority. And they'll go away and try and find out where that you've got pensions. So they'll typically fill in a letter of authority for each scheme, which enables the financial advisor to speak with the pension scheme, the administrators uh, the administrators and the trustees on your behalf. The 
second option is if you want to DIY it and you want to do it yourself uh, and you've got the time because it does take quite a lot of time to do this you can go on the HMRC's website and they've got a free pension tracing tool now unfortunately it's not where you type in your national insurance number or anything but what you can do is you can put in the name of the company that you worked at and they will tell you who is administering that pension scheme so they've got a big list um, of all these companies you would then have to contact that company on your behalf so let's say it was Aviva um, or you know it was Standard Life you contact them on you contact them uh, give them your details so your national insurance number your date of birth and the company that you're working for and they should be able to locate the pension for you cool doesn't sound too complicated at all um, is there any way of uh, sort of saying how likely it would be for someone to actually find something? Is this a common thing? Um, and you know, generally, when they do find pensions, are they of a, a, a sort of average size? Is there a usual amount that per scheme that's sort of gone missing in recent? Well, it depends. So recent pension schemes we tend to find, which are defined contribution pension schemes. Um, you know, if you've been putting into it like for a couple of years, like I said, you putting in £250, your employer's putting in £250, £6,000 a year. Um, if you add, you know, in a couple of years that you spent there, 18 months, whatever it is, £10,000, £12,000 in there. If you had £10,000, £12,000 in your bank account, you would actively be probably trying to find somewhere to invest it or, you know, you would be looking after it. But just because it's in your pension doesn't mean that, you know, you should just let it sit there. You should just permanently go through the, an exercise once a year uh, of looking at these and consolidating them and making sure they're invested in the right places. So, you know, 10, 12 grand doesn't seem like a lot now, but, you know, compound that up over 20, 25 years, that, that, that can represent a sizable amount of money as long as it's invested properly. The biggest ones that we found, Andrew, when we've been looking at them are people that have paid in 20 25 years ago they've been at a um a uh, a company and they've paid in three four years they were in a final salary pension scheme now at the time they weren't on a lot of money um they were only there for three or four years uh, you know maybe the company doesn't even exist anymore but the pension scheme does um and they've just completely forgotten about it in those examples, we we helped someone with this in the, in the United States. He's now 67. He saw uh, one of our adverts um, and contacted us and asked us if we'd help him. And he came back and he had £210,000 pension pot. Yeah. I think it was from something like five years work. Um, you convert that into dollars. What's that? Nearly, you know, two two fifty, um, two sixty two, two hundred seventy thousand $270,000 on top of you know, on top of that, it's a very nice windfall. Um, you know, if someone gave you $270,000 or £210,000 that you weren't expecting, you'd be very, very happy with that. And just for the simple fact of looking, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to do. Um, and like you said, you know, there's over £19 billion of lost pensions in the UK. It's a big, big, big amount of money. Um, and it's likely that a lot of people uh, will be entitled to something along the way. Absolutely. Um, no, so for, for that guy, for example, um, once he's found these pensions, he's found that pot of money. Um, mm. Is there anything, you know, like, what are their options really from that point? So you've got 
you've got a number of different options, I suppose. The first option is you leave it where it is. Um, you don't do anything with the pension scheme. If it's a final salary pension, maybe uh, you're at retirement age and you can start taking the income, which is a nice tick box. Number two is you look to consolidate that with existing pension schemes. So maybe you've got other workplace pension schemes and you pull it into there. Obviously, if it is a final salary pension uh, and, it, and you know the cash equivalent transfer value of the safeguarded benefits is over um, £30,000, then you will have to seek professional advice, but you could look to consolidate in a workplace pension scheme. Well, typically what we see is people consolidate these into what are called a SIP, which is a self-invested personal pension, which is a, another form of defined contribution pension, and they consolidate it within there. Um, all of these little pots together, again, makes a sizable pot. And don't, you know, this is another thing that people forget, Andrew, is, is that you found it difficult to locate this pension. Once you found it, don't make it difficult for, you know, for later on again. So in terms of payment, do you really want a payment from five different pension providers? Probably not, it's easier from one. If something happens to you, do you want your family to have to go through the whole rigmarole when they're grieving for you that you've just gone through? Probably not, so it's easier to consolidate them. Um, obviously, assuming that is best advice. Um, so, you know, there is an exercise to go through, but it's making sure that you can administer them and, and, and receive them, which is ultimately what you look, why, you, why you're looking into it um, as easy as possible. Right. And I, I take it at that point, that's obviously where you guys come in is Hoxton Capital. Um, there's a, a process you go through with them to, to help them make those decisions. Or exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we sit down typically um, with our clients and the first thing that we would obviously do in the process is speak with them uh, about their current circumstances. So what we want to do is paint a full picture of the assets that they've currently got um, and help them decide whether consolidating or whether leaving it where it is, is in their, you know, is in their best interest. Is it, is it best advice? Once, once we've once we've gathered uh, the information uh, and we've gone and we've gone through the fact find and you know we've we, we've provided a recommendation, then we help them in, implement that um, and come up with an investment strategy that's aligned with their risk profile. So for a cautious investor, we'll invest in things that aren't very volatile, maybe more fixed income led. Um, and if they're a growth orientated investor. Um, we decide it's best advice to consolidate the pensions, then, you know, we'd be looking for more equity driven instruments, which are typically more volatile, but have the potential for higher levels of growth over the longer period. And then obviously we would help them manage that going forward. So once it's invested, that's great. And once you, you've, you've pulled them together, big tick. But then, you know, it, it is a case of making sure that that's continuing going in the right direction. If, you know, if a ship veers off course, it's easier to correct it right at the start than it is when it's, you know, 500 nautical miles in the, in the wrong direction. Um, you know, you, it's, it's much easier to bring it back in. So, you know, we work with our clients to continuously look at their goals, see if they've changed, make sure the assets that they've got uh, are in line with what they want and what they need. Um, and making sure that it's still relevant to their personal circumstances because life changes. So we've obviously got the initial work of helping them consolidate and then the ongoing work of making sure that this pension is working in the right manner and making sure that they've got view of it. So we send them monthly statements. Typically, we have quarterly reviews, you know, getting a much better service than they would from the previous pension uh, that they had that they didn't even, you know, they didn't even know they had.
Right. Fantastic. Look, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Um, just lastly, before, before we go, uh, we saw that you announced that you are opening offices in Australia and the US. Yeah. Um, it must be something that you guys are obviously very excited about as well. Um, yes. Any, any reason you know why those particular two markets were, were critical for you guys? Yeah, I mean, look, in terms of Australia and the US, I mean, they're, they're two. So, as you know, uh, uh, we predominantly um, assist British expatriates around the globe. They're the, uh, they are a uh, key, um, key expat population that we help service. Um, and outside of the UK, the, the place where the most Brits reside is Australia and the US. Um, so that, that was obviously one of the reasons. Um, so obviously with that is that there is huge amounts of um, UK pension money that is, uh, that, is, that, is, that is payable to these individuals going forward. So it's really about helping them manage that. Uh, and what we realised is, is that there's a distinct lack of quality advice, um, dual advisors. So people who are, have, have the understanding of UK pensions. Um, and are advising people who are resident in those places, so are, are licensed and regulated in, let's say, Australia, um, and also uh, uh, have the qualifications from the UK as well, or, or the company has the correct permissions to advise on pensions as well. So, you know, we tried to create this, uh, and what we're aiming to create is this, you know, this dual process where we can assist with Australian and uh, UK-based uh, investment products, uh, in particular focusing on pensions, which, you know, we feel is is, is an area that is under um, brokered, for want of a better word, um, or, you know, under, uh, th th there's not enough advice in in this area, quality advice in uh, for, for people living there. Uh, so we see that as a gap in the market. Uh, and, you know, and we're really looking for, to exploring and, and building, um, building a great presence in these, you know, regulated and mature markets. Well, look, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, I think everyone listening, you know, who, who is a UK expat will benefit massively from taking some of your advice and, and having a look, see if they've got anything there. So, yeah, thank you again. Cheers, G. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Expat Money Experts. We hope you enjoyed listening to our experts and can take away some ideas for enhancing your own financial planning. Please like and share this podcast so that more people like you can benefit from the knowledge and the opportunities that we share. If you'd like to pose a question to our panel for a future episode or would like us to cover a specific topic, then please reach out to us by email at panel at expatmoneyexperts.com. Equally, if you'd like to connect directly with any of our panel, again, mail in at panel at expatmoneyexperts.com and we'll take it from there. Expat Money Experts is an independent podcast brought to you by Hoxton Capital Management.